0: and test it out just say anything 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 else <laughs> alright let's get started we want to start with um, with this, this or, or that, that. alright you know the game this or that I do alright so we gonna, I'm going to ask you a few questions this or that and uh, we'll see what happens okay okay skirts or pants pants nails so stiletto or coffin coffin Hey, she got it on right now diamonds or pearls pearls dogs or cats dogs coca-cola or pepsi neither get out of here <laughs> okay um, i'll
1: go with pepsi but i'll I, I don't really
0: drink soda yeah 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 squats or push-ups squats all right i think we're good on these <laughs> i don't know i don't think i challenged her with any of these i don't think i challenged you Yeah, with it was any a little easy Welcome back to the podcast. We have Shaquana Robotham here. Some of you know her better as Shackwell on uh, IG and other what other um, facets? No, that's it. Shack Shack Row, Mrs. Ro, um <laughs>
1: Quana, That's about it. Q. I like that one too. <laughs> that one's always fun.
0: <laughs> so she does Bride Hive. Mm-hmm. She just dropped a new clothing label called the Brand Label. Yep. And your day job is what? I'm an accountant. An accountant. <laughs> yeah. This is what she does. She does this as her day job. And she's like the, one of the most humble people I know. So as beautiful cool. as she is, as much as you see her, like, and I'm pretty sure like people, you know, similarly to me have their own like thoughts like, oh man, she must like live this kind of life. She must be this person. Look how many followers she has. Yo, no. This woman is like chill, humble, and she's pretty simple. And yeah. she's a good way to such a yeah, <laughs> such a good friend and just a bubbly personality. Yeah, 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 definitely. That, that's a good way to explain yeah, it. Yeah, it's like spot on. <laughs> I love it. Got it. I got it. <laughs> so tell me, tell me. So you 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 do accounting during the day. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think that you were gonna start your own clothing company?
1: I never thought I would start my own clothing company, but always thought I would do more. I just had no idea what it was. I think. When you do something, so my day-to-day job, I'm sitting in front of a computer in Excel. And I'm like, I'm so creative. I've always been creative my whole life. I'm like, there has to be more. Like, there has to be something else I'm supposed to be doing. Uh But I just wasn't quite sure what it was. I didn't know what I really was truly passionate about. So although I didn't know it would be a clothing line, I knew it would be something. I didn't know when. I didn't know how I would figure out what that something was. But I did think it would be something else. I just didn't know the facts, the details about it.
0: And so we're going to like get into how you actually got into um, having your own clothing line and your own brand and the brand label. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to your wedding, something that stuck out to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so even before your wedding, you had like this amazing following of people who are following you um, throughout your wedding process. Mm -hmm. And then for sure, for your bachelorette party that you had in Cabo, right? Yep. And they were like, look at all these pictures. These are some dope pictures. Mm-hmm. Look at these outfits. Like, everybody was, like, matching. Of course, the bride always stuck out. Right. But everyone had matching swimsuits, matching mm-hmm. outfits, jackets, yep. sneakers. Yep. Like, the whole... Ni- passport passes. The yep. whole nine, right? Mm-hmm. At your wedding, so I was at her wedding, she said in her vows that she did not think, or she never... You can correct me, right? Of course. You didn't think that you were going to get married. That wasn't like something that you were thinking about. Right. I didn't. Your marriage, your from your bachelorette party to your wedding, opened the door right. to Bridehive. Could you imagine not ever going through that now as a child saying, I don't even, right. I'm not even thinking about marriage. Look, and look what this marriage has done already. Right.
1: right. No, I, I mean, I, honestly, it's the craziest thing because people look at me and they say, you literally started two businesses based off of just really like your wedding <laughs> and i'm like i really did so it's 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 surreal it honestly is because i never thought about it i never plant it out it just i think it's just the universe it all came to fruition by itself and i never really thought about it and to this day I just keep going. I think I'm going so fast at a pace that I never really, like us talking about it now yes. kind of brings it back to reality. Like this is where it stemmed from. Yeah. And I never really got a chance to think through it. So this is why it's kind of good that we're talking about it because I never thought through it. But yeah, I can never imagine with like without my wedding, I may not have been here. I may right. not have the broad hive. I may not have the brand label. I may not have any of this, but I think when something is meant and it's destined to happen, it would have happened. It would have been some other way, but I think it still would have happened. Um, But I'm blessed that the way it did all kind of align is really through my marriage. And that, to me, is so so meaningful to me. It really is. Um, Because, I mean, I, I couldn't picture it any other way. It's who I truly am. It's really me showing my true love for my husband. And to allow that to bring about so much more, like, it just... My company, my friends, like we have a sisterhood. You know, it was bigger than just us taking dope pictures and dope swimsuits. It's a sisterhood. It's a bond. It's a friendship that we had, and I think that you could see that through the pictures. It was just that. It wasn't. Let's just take these dope pictures for Instagram. No, it wasn't. It was never about that. It was that is who we are. And documenting your and documenting the process for the world to see and to share with people. Like this is my life. These are my amazing friends, and this is what they gave me. And something that I would like. I, I could never see something different for myself than that. Like, they really did give me such an amazing process. It was, everything about it was just, that was just a, a blessing. It really was. And it led to everything else. It really did. <laughs> and I'm excited. I mean, it really was the beginning of something that, of a new journey for me. I could never imagine it.
0: When did you realize that you needed to seize this moment, this um, moment to be able to do Bridehive? When did it, like, say uh, Um, your aha moment? I need to do this. I think
1: my aha moment was after the Bachelorette trip. It was the girls, they, like, so many people reached out to us and wanted to do something very similar and to just understand how we did it. Um, after the trip and then after the wedding, so many people reached out, who planted, who did this? And I'm like, I was my own wedding planner. You know, I did have a day of coordinator who helped out, but you know, Drew and I planned the whole wedding. So when they started asking these questions, I'm like, how do I help so many people? I had no idea how to help so many people and obviously, my time is limited, so I can't respond to every DM or every email and it was so many. I was like, it has to be a way that I could help these people. And my friends were, they were a step ahead of me. They already said, we need to create a company because people want what We've, you know, what we did and what we create, the experience yeah. we created, we need to help them recreate it. And I'm like, duh. So it was them. They was like, we we're doing broad hive wow. and we're gonna launch a company and we did it just like that. I mean, we didn't know how to start a business. We didn't know about trademarks. We didn't know about products and how to, you know, customize. We didn't know a whole lot. We knew what we did, we knew it worked for us, and we knew people loved it. And I'm like, listen, we're doing a company, we're launching a brand, we're doing this. And they're like, okay, and they all look and I'm like, Who's in and who's out. Yeah, 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 Like, we need to know at this one moment, this is what we're doing. And at that point... It was only a bachelor trip that people know about. The wedding didn't blow up yet because it was the wedding night. So we had no idea what people was going to, you know, how they was going to really react to everything. But we knew then that we were doing it. And they all looking at me and they all excited like, all right, we're doing it. But we (laughs) didn't really know. Again, we were just just talking, but we knew we were going to do it. We didn't know how. Again, it's a process that we didn't have a lot of friends that were business owners that we can go to for advice. And we knew that. We can figure it out. We all were very smart, very resourceful. We'll find the tools to figure out how to do this. And we literally did. Right then and there, we committed to doing it. Drew and I left for our honeymoon. We started our business group chat, and it was from then
0: that we just had BroadHive. So how did you guys do it? So you guys said... You didn't know how to start a business. Right. What were the steps? What did you guys, did you like Google it? Did you like figure out, did you get a mentor? What was it? So we all had friends that knew a little bit about a little bit, right? We yeah. had lawyers.
1: We had, I was an accountant. We had doctors. I mean, we just had friends that knew about business and how business operated. So we all reached out to our, you know, internet network or in our circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. to figure out what they knew. Um, and then we knew about the trademarks. We knew that we needed to have products to sell right and we know that we need to be a step ahead of the trends because everything that we sell out here it's it's a trend right it's in one day it's out the next so we said let's figure out all of the administrative stuff behind the scenes but let's start figuring out products like what are we selling to these customers and that was how the how it started it was taking what we already created on a trip and making that available for people to purchase and then figuring out new stuff to purchase and I mean from then we started creating a website, and my husband actually was the one who created the website, right? right. He didn't know, he never created a website in a day in his life. And he's like, I'm <laughs> going to figure out how to create this website. And he literally created the website, so then we literally, the first three months, we were taking orders via PayPal, because we had no idea how else to do it. We didn't have a website, yeah. we didn't have a whole lot of money either. So we've taken orders via PayPal, we was just trying to fulfill the orders as best as we could. But then it came to a point, it was like, okay, we can't keep doing this via email and via PayPal. Like, it, you know, it got bigger and bigger. And that's when he, we launched our website January 2017, like three months after the wedding. And from then it just took off and it was hard, but it became easy and easier, you know, as we, we grew and as we understood our customer base and what they wanted, and how to fulfill their needs. It just, it just worked. Like you could just feel what you need to do and what direction you need to go in. And we just followed that.
0: From the bride hive, you also created the brand label. That's that's very new. That's like what yeah. is it a, even a month old yet? It's September, so about three months old now. Three months, okay. Yeah, it feels like it was just yesterday. I know I it's it's on, a very on. new
1: baby of mine, but it's it's my baby. Yes. it is. I love the brand label. from bride hive, um, bride hive focused on a lot on the bride, right? Your entire wedding process from when you get newly engaged. Till your honeymoon. Yeah. So I haven't been a bride now for almost two years. So (laughs) I had to figure out for myself, what is it about me that I can do that I'm passionate about that it it would never go out of style. It always fit my lifestyle. So even though I'm not a bride, I'm always going to love clothing. I'm always going to wear clothing and I'm always going to be into fashion. That's something I've been a part of my entire life. Yeah. I've always loved fashion my entire life, right? Even through my wedding, I think a lot of it was based fashion people loved. Right. Right? They loved the dress. They loved the jumpsuit. Yes. They loved the bridesmaids in white. It was all about the fashion of it, um, like the fashion sense. I think that's what caught a lot of women's eyes. Yes. Um, and that's what people tell me all the time. Like, I was the first start following you from your wedding, your dress, your bridesmaids, everything. Um, so I knew that fashion played a huge role in my wedding. I was always really passionate about fashion. From just, since when? So how long? So, I've always been really passionate about fashion ever since college. So, a little backdrop I was in this agency called Corojo Koro- Marlon Agency or KMA. Okay. Um, And we literally used to do fashion runways. Like, that's what we did. It was we were part of pageant or we'd do our own fashion show. We were just a, a fashion agency. And what we did was we created our own looks so everything was theme based i'll give you an example like it was like candyland or like wild wild west if you think of a theme, like we thought of the most i don't know the most unique theme and you had to actually come up with an outfit that fit that theme yeah so we all looked and felt alike oh, and that was the time yeah i know you have to see pictures it's <laughs> it's funny now that i look back at it but that's where the whole fashion thing started because i had to go put together things for my wardrobe or buy stuff that actually fit the theme. Yeah. So you have to be creative to do that. Right. And I was like, all right. And I did it. And it worked. It was so much fun. And I'm sure. It's a college. It had to be
0: limited funds at that.
1: Oh, it was very limited. So <laughs> we, ha- we had like a production team and they knew how to sew. So they actually were fashion majors. Yes. So they actually designed our outfits. And I used to sit with them every night because I wanted my outfit to look a certain way, to fit a certain way. And they the ones that taught me how to sew okay so that's where it all stemmed from back then i just loved like actually feeling like it literally made me feel like you know the victoria's secret fashion show yes so since a little girl i watched that fashion show no yes and in (laughs) in coroja like they had gave me angel wings and (gasps) i did not know how to act i really i I really didn't it was the best thing in the world you felt like a victoria's secret model yes and then these are wings that we took feathers from michael's and put it all over cardboard, and put an elastic on my back, and Mm -hmm. I had angel wings. So I think that it (laughs) was Victoria's Secret, who? (laughs) (laughs) It was the whole entire college experience of me modeling throughout college, and the way it made me feel about myself, and just being to put all these clothes on that you could never wear outside, but it just made you feel magical. And that's what I think I love the most about it, and that is, I think, how it all began.
0: What's the first item of clothing that you sold yourself after learning how to sew? uh a dress how did it look it looked it was like a crystal like a ball
1: gown i really looked like when the ball dropped on new year's eve i looked exactly like that it was like an all silver sequin ball gown and it was turtleneck long sleeve it had thumb code cut out and it was like floor length (laughs) it was it was amazing and everyone loved it which was the craziest part i was like what i just made this in like 24 hours and what what year was that I don't know. I want to say like five years ago. I was
0: like, Yeah, I think it was like four or five years ago. Yeah, it was like five years ago. So I, I was there. I saw oh, that dress. About five yeah, years ago. I remember yeah.
1: that. And I was making stuff even before then. I just didn't necessarily share it with the world because I didn't want everyone's opinion. It wasn't something for me to share with people. It was just my own
0: garment I wanted to feel good about. I, I think I asked you how you did it. because I was like, how did you do that? And it was like something along the lines, and it's been that long, but it was something along the lines like you took one of your other dresses and you made like a, you found the material, yeah. you made like a cutout of, from your other dresses. Yep. And you sewed it up.
1: Yeah, so what I did was. And you was... just kept fitting it. And exactly. And taking it so off, I, put it I back on. I take a garment that already fit my body, right? Because that's right. my pattern. It's already my body measurements. And I literally went to the, fa- the garment district and I found the perfect New Year's Eve fabric. Sequence, sparkly, shimmering, allow mm. you to stand out. All that good stuff, right? Um, and I took the fabric and I literally traced out the pattern that matched a similar dress. And I sewed it together. I put it on. Like, all right, this is perfect. And it was loud, probably a little too loud, a little too bold. People was like, "Where is she think she going?" But guess what? I felt amazing. Nah, you look great. <laughs> and I, I'll do it again. Yeah. I mean, I totally love it. And now you fast forward. I'm making garments now that makes me feel the same way that dress made me feel five, six years ago. But in, a, in other women as well. Yeah. So it's, it's still, it's the same feeling that you get. It's just. Now I want the world to be able to
0: share that feeling, not just me. So in college, you went to the folks um, in the fashion department. For that New Year's Eve, you went to the garment district and you made it yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your China trip.
1: Oh, that's (laughs) true.
0: You went all the way to China. Yeah,
1: I went all the way to China. To do the same thing that you did in
0: college, to do the same thing that you did in the fashion district.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so... I knew that I wanted to do my line for a long time. And I started out first in New York City. I didn't automatically go to China. I said, okay, I want to do it at home. And I want to be able to have control over it. So me being able to go to New York was obviously a little bit more convenient for me. But... It's again the prices in New York was very high for somebody that's just starting out with a very small company. Yeah. So even though I love their work, I love their quality, I love the convenience of it, it was difficult for me to put up that you know invest that amount upfront and not really know if I was gonna get a return on that investment. Yo, it's
0: cheaper to go all the to buy a ticket to go to China to get your stuff done than to do it in New York. It could be crazy. It
1: could be, and that's a good question because someone recently asked me that, and it's something I'm still battling with. Is it really cheaper? Because when you think about what I learned on a trip is that although it's a little cheaper, your per unit, which is each garment, how much it costs, is a little cheaper, you still have to cover the freight of the the item to get to the United States. So once you factor that in, and then there's also customs, there's other behind-the-scenes expenses that you don't necessarily understand before you take that trip. Um, I would say at this point right now, it's probably... A little comparable in prices between New York and China, so I'm actually looking to probably potentially manufacture my clothes both places. Um, but I think that overall, what I learned from going to China is that, I mean, I'm options are limitless. You can literally do anything. When I was over there, I not just start a fashion line, but anything you want to do whether you start a sport an athletic line you want to do a a shoe line it's so many resources there and we didn't know anyone there we didn't have contacts there we literally just prayed and we booked our flight and we said listen this is
0: something that we want to do we're doing it and we just went no contacts. you went there (laughs) yeah and then and then you landed and you're like "We're, we're we're gonna find out where they make clothes." (laughs)
1: <laughs> something. It sounds crazy. Something like that. It wasn't. It wasn't that risky, but something like that. So we used obviously our resources: social media, Google, and we found different manufacturers over there that we spoke to through WhatsApp, right? The the, the mm-hmm. app WhatsApp. Yep. Um. So we knew we had contacts. We knew what they made clothing. We didn't know the quality. <laughs> we didn't know what it looked like. We didn't know where they, you know, where they resided, their location. We didn't know anything. I didn't know if I was gonna walk into something that was just extremely risky and I shouldn't be involved in it or it was going to be something amazing. So we just prayed and literally talked to the contact. Like, listen, we're booking our flight. And they're like, okay, come. (laughs) And they recommended a hotel. We booked the hotel. We got there. And literally from when we landed, the entire experience from when we got there till we end was amazing. The journey was, I would really say, if you are passionate about something, you can literally just take that leap of faith and just try it. The worst could happen is you're fell. That's fine. And you'll go back and do it again and find another contact and do it again. And we were lucky that when we got there, the people were, no, they were real people. We didn't know (laughs) who we were talking to. We didn't. (laughs) But I I think that with me going in with my business partner, Nola, um, was the best thing because I wouldn't recommend a trip, a solo trip, obviously, because you don't know what you're really getting yourself into. But I learned a lot about just the entire process from the pattern making to the quality grading and checking to just cutting and just understanding even how long it takes. Yes. How many people is involved in it. Just the process in and out. It is a very long and detailed process. And me watching the entire thing, like, look, looking at my sketches from when we just sketched out an idea a year ago. And watching it just bring, like, just the whole entire process come to life. It was the most, like, rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life. It really was. And I'm, like, holding my ground, I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I... Like, we just sketched this out. Like, we created this. <laughs> it was a really a surreal moment. And Nola and I, we both looking at each other like, she cried the entire time because she's just so Aww. emotional. I'm not that bad. <laughs> but I really just, I just was speechless the entire time because I didn't. Realize like this is happening, and I shared the entire process like on our Instagram. We shared that, it with yeah, everyone. That was amazing. We that was really great. shared it because I was like, look, we're doing this for the first time. We don't know what we're doing, yes. but we're gonna let you guys see what we're doing because you know you can learn from. It. Maybe we can inspire people and other people who want to take that leap of faith. Do
0: it. And that's definitely Just do it. what we need more of in our community is sharing, sharing yeah. that type of information so that others in our community are able to do. What what you've done, mm-hmm. or what any of us have done. So I really I really liked watching that process. So it, that was it. So yeah, keep keep posting that kind of stuff. Of course. Um, so I, this this question has been circling since we decided to start the podcast, and I already knew I wanted to interview you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how much sleep does Kwana get? Like, oh, yo, yeah. she's uh, she <laughs> has her day job. She's in grad school, which she she just finished. Yeah, <laughs> congrats. Yeah. How much sleep do you get? Not enough. Uh. Not enough.
1: I literally probably get I would say five hours of sleep a night. Five hours, give or take. I mean, my day to day schedule. I literally go to work from like nine to seven. I try to get an hour in the gym every day of my life because it's very important to me. That that's also that extremely something important else to you me. do. Yes, yes. Um, it helps me relieve stress and find a nice little balance in life. And then I come home, I have to do orders, I have to do brand orders, I have to do bridehive orders. So I'm literally from nine to about one o'clock in the morning, I'm literally just, I'm busy. I'm driving back and forth to work and now I have to take care of my business when I get home. On top of the fact that I have to find time to do homework at that time. So I'm talking about a very limited amount of time, Monday through Friday, I probably got four to five hours of sleep a night, but my husband and my sister were really my cornerstone in the entire process they helped me fulfill orders while i was probably nice. doing a paper you know we had to get things out things had to get moving obviously my other business partners as well and Brad in Broad a brand label we all do our fair share of work but on you know me day in day out it's it's tough it's so hard like every day i have to ask my husband for a favor my sister for a favor because i don't know how i'm going to you know, fulfill orders, do homework, get up for work the next day. Like it is a really challenging process, but I think that it's it's a it's a part of being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. especially when you're not willing to leave your career yet. Yeah, I think it this is the the uncomfortable part that everyone's going to encounter.
0: So. so how did you how did you end up chopping your day up? Did you you said you from nine to seven you worked your yeah. day job, but right. then like did you have to? Because you know some people are more technical where they have to like do set schedules right but i would imagine that something like your schedule is a little bit unpredictable right so it's very unpredictable how, how are you able to chop it up on most days like typical day
1: i try not to overwhelm myself mm-hmm. so let's say four days a week i come home i need to do orders it doesn't matter i need to get the orders done because yeah. my customer is my priority obviously um so I come home, I just do my orders. And then that one day a week, probably to Friday, I can't. I come home, I want to relax. I want to go dinner with my husband. I want to just sit there and watch TV. Or I just want to go to the gym. So I think it's just trying to find that proper balance where you're not extremely overwhelmed, but you're not necessarily, you don't have the most energy in the world either, right? You kind of just got, it's the, it's, the, it's the middle. I don't think you're ever going to have, I don't think one, you're never going to be extremely happy because you're always overwhelmed, mm-hmm. right? So it's tough to be both. I think that you're never gonna have enough hours in a day, but you need to figure out how to get it done in the time you have. Right. Um, and I think that you just have to believe in what you're doing, believe in the process, believe in the brand, and believe in your journey. If you have those three things and you just, you know, are hopeful and you're praying, I think it all just works. So you don't have to have a. I don't have a schedule. I don't. You know, I'm pretty good at organizing myself and multitasking. But I think it's really important to just understand what your end goal is. And you know your end goal. You know what you need to do to succeed. How do I get there? What's my plan? Mm-hmm. Right? We don't need to sacrifice. And I do that. So
0: so what was one of, like, the most difficult times in between, like, getting your master's and mm-hmm. um, managing your, your day job and your businesses?
1: Um the, t- the the most difficult time like we have a busy season right i'm a cpa so you know everybody know what accountants we have those time when it's peak time yeah. where you really have no control of your schedule you may not be working nine to seven you might be working nine to ten or nine to eleven so how do you now work from nine to eleven get home and have enough energy to still run your, your business and i think that that's the times where i struggled a lot I mean, I really did. And that's where, again, I reached out to my husband. I reached out to my sister. I reached out to my friends. And I just let them know when I need help. Mm -hmm. So not being afraid to ask for help. Because if not, you will be extremely overwhelmed. And you don't want to burn yourself out. I've been to that point where I felt burnt out where... You know, you know when you're burnt out because if your body don't usually get sick and you start getting sick out of nowhere, you're burnt out, and that's yeah. when you kind of need to take a t- take a step back and just get more rest and you know just start over again and rejuvenate yourself. So I think during those peak times of my career, those are the times where I do feel overwhelmed, I do feel stressed out, but I just I just keep pushing through. Yeah, and I just use my support system that is extremely extremely important. I think a lot of us feel like we can't relying on others or we don't want to ask people to do things for favors yep. no ask ask because mm-hmm. when you're successful guess what those are the people who's still going to be in your corner yes. who's still going to be helping you out and who you can now reward from all the work that they've put in for you so I think that's important just relying on friends mm-hmm. and family that's pretty much it
0: when you went to Virginia State, was accounting your major? What was it? Yeah, accounting was my major. Account. So, so you, one person who has majored in <laughs> something that they actually went into.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a field I'm still in it, and but I went to Fairleigh Dickinson for for my my master's degree. Yes. And what I was just did in? my master's in business Okay. because obviously now I know accounting, right? Um, and I felt like my life was transitioning. I was becoming more of a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. Yes. So it was important for me to understand business and to understand just really the foundation of what I need to know to be a successful businesswoman. They're not going to teach you that in corporate America, right? right? I'm an accountant. and going to teach me how to be an accountant. That's it. So you're pretty limited unless you get out of your comfort zone and understand what other people are doing in the company. And I felt like I, I can get that through grad school. So that's what I did. And I learned so many different tools that really helped me with my own company. Like what? Like, for instance, in my entrepreneurship um, class, I learned about, like, having a business plan, right? A lot of people don't have a business plan. They don't know what a value proposition model is. They really don't know what the ins and outs is. So what's the pains of your company? What's the, you know, the pain relievers? Understanding who your customer base is, how to market to them, Um, price points. It really teaches you marketing. Just all of the things that you see people doing in business today, there's someone behind there that's an expert in those areas that understand the customer. They understand the customer's journey. They understand how to actually get acquire that customer and, and to turn that into dollars, yep, right? Yep. That is what grad school taught me. It I mean, the different books that I've read, for me it was more so about Harvard Business Review case studies. Those were probably the more relatable because it's it's real life, right? These are real companies like Open Table, like Uber. Think about the innovation that's happening today, where they're creating technology and an app that allow you to get a cab on a drop of a dime, right? right. Think about Open Table. Where people yep. used to literally have to go to a restaurant or use a phone to call a restaurant to make a reservation, yep. and now you can literally open an app and. You can book a restaurant, right? Right then and there. I think that it was understanding the pitfalls of those companies, right? What didn't really work for them and how some of them, like, for instance, Amazon, they took like a five-year loss, net loss for the company. Mm -hmm. And then look, they're now and they're blossoming and people really don't understand. These are the, the people who 10 years ago were like the underdogs or they didn't even exist. Like Uber, they didn't even exist. And now they are some of the top companies in the world. So I think just understanding the journey of the CEO or the founders of those companies and just understanding it came from an idea or a pain point they had in their life where it's like, you know what, I'm tired of calling to make a reservation. I'm tired of going there. I'm going to create something that helps me and everyone else in life. Right. That was the, the the change, the turning point for them. Um, and I think that that was what intrigued me. And I, like, learn about them and their journey and that these are now major companies. I think that that just really pushed me and it motivated me and just understanding what that process was like to create that company.
0: If somebody wanted to uh, get into business or fashion or start their own brand, right, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to them? Okay, so the first thing I would say is, obviously, don't be afraid to
1: fail. Um, A lot of times, our fear is what holds us back and it's why... You know, if you can't take the first step to trying something out, you would never win in this life, right? You're going to fail, but guess what? Fail fast and move on. That's, I think, what I would tell anyone. Dream big, very big. That's number two. Um, I think that I probably drank a little too big, but now I look at the, My company and how much people really love it, I think I could even dream a little bit bigger. So, dream big. It's okay. You'll have people who love it, you'll have people who hate it, but you'll have the the thing is, you'll have people that support you. And I think that that's all that matters. Um, Number three is make sure you network with people. It's something in an area I'm still learning to do. Don't be afraid to ask other people who's in this industry that you may know or may know through a friend for help or for advice or just tips on what you should or shouldn't be doing. I think that it's important. And whether you actually apply that to your company, you don't have to. But guess what? It's just another nugget that you have that you could actually use in life. You never know. And and these people, too, they've been in the game for a long time. They know a lot more than you do. So it's a win-win. Like, you're never going to. You don't lose by asking someone a question or just getting advice from them. I think that that's extremely important. Um, Being humble throughout the journey, I think that that's helped me a lot. I mean, I'm I'm extremely blessed and thankful for all that I'm accomplishing, but making sure that I stay true to who I am and that I never lose sight of that person, I think that that's extremely important because so much more will come from that, right? Just be authentic. That is extremely important to me because – you see people, companies, you see people who look like they're successful. And, you know, sometimes it's just they lose that authenticity. And I think that's when you lose who you are. So just be authentic um, and have a plan. Make sure this isn't just a phase or a six-month thing. Have a three- to five-year plan. Know what you want in the next three to five years. Have goals. How are you going to achieve those, right? What's your objectives? You need, to have a, you need to have that like back pocket item. And if this doesn't work, what's your plan B? That is always the question I ask myself. That's why I'm making sure that I continue to educate myself and I have my career, I have my MBA, I have my CPA, because I know that at any moment in time, this all could change for me. So I want to make sure I have something in the back pocket just in case. And guess what? I may be fine, but I may not be. So just making sure that you always just have another plan. That's all.
0: So what's uh, your plan for your businesses in three to five years?
1: Um, Where do you see it? Honestly, I, I want to get um, our garments in some department stores. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me, like, do you guys want to open up a store? I actually don't. I don't want a store for my own because I've I learned through grad school that, you know, a lot of the brick-and-mortar stores, they're shutting down every day. You see some, you see Sears. You see JCPenney's. You see a lot of yep. like, the blockbusters back in the day. Man. A lot of these huge <laughs> stores no longer exist. And these are stores that we all went to as little kids. Right. and. Again, with Amazon, with some of these big e-commerce giants that's coming, it's now just more convenient for you to go online. Right now, yeah, you just literally you just need to go online and buy something. So I'm like, why would why would my goal be to open up a store when personally I don't like to go shop? I would rather go online, use my phone, buy something, and sit there till it comes. So <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. So to me, it's I would have pegged into... you for that.
0: I would have pegged you as a shopper. You really just no. buy stuff online. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not creating it, then yeah. Because you know why? I, I thought that. I thought that because um, I thought you would like be want to know what this material is like. Like you I, know, u- I used people to. People in fashion are like that.
1: I know you want to touch it. You want to yeah. feel it. Yeah. I, I used to do that a lot, but I think that after, now that I started my own line, I, I don't. It's weird, but I no longer really want to wear a lot of other clothing. Yes. If it's not mine. Because then people ask me like, Are you telling that is that yours? And it gets it's conflicting. I mean, I still will, don't get me wrong. I always yes. do, but I don't necessarily I'm not proud of it. Like I don't wanna to go to the store and buy this because I'm like, I could actually create that or something better, you know? So I stopped going to the stores. I used to love going to the mall, but now I just sit at home like what can I create that you know, for myself. Now it's just like creating it for yourself. It's no longer about, you know, buying something from someone else. So that's what I love to do now. But, yeah, getting my outfits in, like, Neiman's or Bloomingdale's yes. or someone of the, you know, Revolve or just someone like, you no, know, just one of the stores that I admire, stores that I actually used to shop at or still shop at. Like Bloomingdale's is one of my favorites and Nordstrom is one of my favorites. Yes. Um, if I can get my clothing there just so other women could see it that maybe don't shop online as much, that would be good.
0: Do you, do you know how to get it into those stories?
1: I don't necessarily know, but it's a process that I'm looking into. Okay. I mean, I'm, you know, since it's just a new baby, I think that it's something that we're kind of researching, but we don't
0: really know the ins and yeah. outs yet. Not yet, not yet. Not yet, hopefully, but hopefully, hopefully someone's listening to this that can, I know, that can
1: hopefully soon link could, you
0: with that type of information. Of course,
1: I would love that.
0: Or, or maybe you, you might do it before somebody hears this and then you could come back and let us know. Exactly, and I'll tell
1: you guys. It'd be
0: cool. <laughs> I understand where Bridehive comes from. Mm-hmm. The brand label. I've always wondered, like, wh- where did you get that name? Like, what? Like, that's dope. I was like, the brand label is like not having a real I mean, it, name. To me, it's, yeah, it's not having a real name. <laughs> right. But it's like a brand and it's uh, labeled like that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, right. I'm, no, I'm geek- I, I, I geeked out too much when right. I was thinking about it because mm-hmm. I thought I was like, man, that's cool
1: of course <laughs> um so a little behind the scenes so we struggled with the brand label so me and my business partner nola you know shaq and nola we was like how do we yes. put our name together and it didn't work we were like, trying to force <laughs> a name together we was like you know what let's not force it what do we want our brand to represent and we talked about it and a lot of things that was going on at the moment for us was we looked at society and we said we no longer want women to feel like they needed to wear certain brands to feel name good about themselves stuff, right? and to feel like they are going to stand out because of that name. How about you put on something and you represent just yourself, your brand. So you're speaking to yourself and your story and who you are. And I think that that's what we wanted our clothing to represent. Yeah. Just that. We wanted to talk to you as a woman. you are just like, to what do you have on the brand label? What is that? It's, it's about me. It's not about the lawn. It's about me. So I wanted our clothing to be about that person. And she loved it. I loved the brand. She loved the label. <laughs> so we both put it together to make it the brand label. That's dope. Um, and we kind of call it TBL for short. But I think that that was the best. It was the most authentic thing to us because yeah. it wasn't really about the name. It was about what it meant to us, what we wanted it to mean for women. And I think that that's what the name represents. It's really giving l- women the confidence and the um, the individuality, be themselves. Just be yourself. Be creative with it. Style yourself. Put on whatever you feel, and let it talk to who you are. Yes. It's not about us because I think that a lot of times you put on a higher end designer, and it talks to them, it talks to the person who made it, and it's you know it's so loud that people see it, they think about the designer. They don't mm-hmm. think about the person wearing it, so we wanted to think about that person and what they're wearing and how they feel and what they, you know, whatever they wanted to call it, they give you another <laughs> name for it. That's okay because it's a that outfit is about that woman. It's yeah. not about us. It's not about our clothes. It's about that woman, and that's really what the brand came from. It's about women, and and we really want to. Um, empower women to just be their own brand be yourself don't be pressured by society don't be pressured by social media and social media popularity don't be pressured by that and what other women are wearing or what's trending take what you love style it make it your own and let that empower and inspire other women because I think that the journey of fashion is about we all as women are inspiring in, each other. Right. We're inspiring one another. That's what we're doing. I look at one like, oh my god, I love how she paired it. Tomorrow I might pair it differently, yeah. but I got that inspiration from that woman. So that's what we want you to be able to do: is just us sharing that that inspiration with each other. I that's saw it. that. I
0: saw that on uh, the brand label, um, on IG, where you have the orange, burnt mm-hmm. orange pants. Oh my gosh! So I saw the burnt orange pants on you, and then you posted a pic of uh, another woman who like styled that totally different i was like yo i didn't even yeah. think about doing it like that because i'm of kind course. of like a plain person anyway right where i'm just like um i'm just gonna wear like this solid color with this same solid very color. simplistic and because uh, I, I feel like it's like classic but i loved how yep. that one um woman in particular um i think she put some lace with it yep. or like some she had um, on like shit aprons. I
1: love the way she paired what? it and it, you know it represented her style. Right. She she dresses very bold and yes. very fashionable. Yes. She's very creative and I love the way she she styled it with the pants. It it really did complement it and it gave other women an inspiration, yeah, right? I was you see two at women it. wearing the same pants with two totally different ways and you're that kind of person to say, "Okay, maybe I'm not simplistic. Maybe I like to be a little bit more, you know, risque or you know, just to just be more, you know." So I don't yeah, know. it
0: actually made it was like a a little made me think like, oh, how can I like how can I freak it? Yeah, right? how, how can I you do it like how that? can you make it your own? Yeah.
1: And that's what she did. She really did make yeah. it her own. So to look at women make pieces their own, oh my God, it's the most fulfilling thing that I've I've ever done. Honestly, I've done a lot of things in life, but to be able to see our garments on someone and to see how they wear it, that represents who they are and it tells their story. That is nothing like it. It really is nothing like it. And it really does fulfill me. It's what I'm passionate about, and I feel like it's my true purpose.
0: Where do you get your inspiration from?
1: I get my inspiration from everywhere—magazines, TV. Literally, it's funny. I was watching Sex and the City before I uh, before the interview. Yo, I
0: feel like you love Sex and the I City. I do. Like, <laughs> Almost every time I've seen you, I've heard something about Sex in the City.
1: <laughs> I no, I really because Sex and the City is literally just a bunch of women who love fashion. That is what it is. If you've been their watching salads, right? No, i right? Yes, yes, I've been yes. watching it like my whole life. Yes, and today yes. the marathon came on and I literally watched it as if I've <laughs> never watched it before. But the funny thing with fashion is things stuck out to me this time when I watched it that never stuck out to me before. Wow. Like I literally was sitting, I was I would pause the TV and take pictures. Of certain things, I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to put that print with this print. And that's where I get my inspiration from. I mean, everywhere. Instagram is so many fashionable women out there, so many influencers, so many fashion bloggers. And, I mean, we get out some inspiration from them. I get some inspiration from television, from magazines. I mean, from reading. I get my inspiration from pretty much anywhere where there's women in clothing. I'm inspired. From Sex and the City. Who are you? Carrie, of course. <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> Why? Because she's a risk taker, she's a lover, um, she she really just, she loves her career, she's passionate, uh-huh. and she know who she is, yeah. she's very confident in who she is, and I think that that's me, I'm very confident in who I am, um, and I love to have fun with my girls, and I love to just dress up, like, I am the girl who, if I could go to the mall in a ball gown, I would. Like, I, I i want and you that's should. who she is like she literally will put on anything that makes her feel amazing like, she'll run around yes. with just a tutu on and she don't care yeah she doesn't care about opinions she don't care about people looking at her and I don't care yeah and I feel like I'm very much the same
0: way so when I look at her I mean I'm, I, I love her <laughs> that's to you. Death. That's you right there that's me that's totally me so I asked um where you get your inspirations I asked where you get your inspiration from but I didn't ask you who inspires you mm-hmm. tell me my mom, that is an easy one, honestly. My mom, I kind of figure so too. Yeah,
1: she you quoted is, her a lot. She, my mother is a fashionista. Let me tell you guys. So, like growing up, my mother used to put on heels to go to the grocery store. Yes, and she got all dolled up. I'm like, mom, yes. where you going? And she was like, you need to all at all times and all moments, you need to be prepared for everything and anything. And I'm like, so you need to dress up. Yes because your first impression means everything so I absolutely remember you telling me about this. like you would never see my mother in sweatpants you would never see my mother. she's never dressed down she's never really casual my mom is always 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 she like she feels like she has to represent herself at all times and she does and I mean I've as I grow up I'm like I have to look you know yeah. like I need to carry myself you know in a way that makes make people respect you. You yeah. know, and I think that that's what she did. And as watching her growing up, I, as became a, as I became a woman, I've I've done more of that. And that's that's what inspired me the most. My mom to this day, I would go somewhere and she would have on an outfit that's so similar to mine. Like, ma, how did you do that? <laughs> and she's like, you saw that too, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so she started we dressed like a little bit now too. Mom looks great. Yeah, my she mom looks, looks great. I love gorgeous. her, man. She's awesome. She still really does love fashion. She has some of the brand label pieces as well. She still shops every day. And she puts herself together so well. And she demands respect in how she dresses and how she carries herself. And I think that she instilled that in me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that's who I think I admire the most. That's who inspired me the most. And throughout this journey, I was so scared to really launch my clothing line. I didn't really know the feedback I was going to get. I didn't know people was going to like it. I didn't know people was going to buy it. And she was like, listen, you've never felt that anything you did. And she's like, remember, I've never felt that anything you've done. And I'm like, and I just stopped for a minute. I, I thought about it. I'm like, she's kind of right. Right. And she was like, everything that she, she just kind of went on a list from when I was young. And she's like, anything that you've ever tried to do in life and you was afraid to do, you've done it and you've done your best at it and you've always done great. And she's like, she's always been so proud of me. So now that, you know, now as an adult and I'm trying to launch an entire business, I'm like, Ma, this isn't like trying out for a sorority. (laughs) This isn't like trying out for a modeling agency. This isn't, you know, becoming a CPA. This is bigger than that. And she's like, No, I understand it, but treat it the way you treat everything else in life. She was like, You, you succeeded in it and everything else. You'll succeed in this. Yeah. And she was like, I want you to just do it and be confident in it. And she was like, It's going to, it's going to be successful. Don't even think twice about it. And you know, I re- remember a whole text I read from her with her, you know, really trying to um, encourage me to just take that leap of faith and to really to just do it. And that's the reason why I think I'm here today. That's the reason why the brand label pretty much coexists with, with my business partner, and she is really one of the,
0: the forces behind it. Changing topics. Sure. You travel a lot. I do. Yeah. What what trip has... Um, I just asked. What, what was your favorite trip and why?
1: Um, Can I have two favorite trips? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I would obviously say my favorite favorite trip was our trip to africa Uh uh-huh because what parts of africa did you go to we went to kenya zimbabwe um zambia and cape town um in botswana we went to a few of them it was amazing it was one of the most eye-opening experiences i've ever had and just being there and being alone with nature and just the animals and i mean it was really an amazing experience for me i've never seen animals in their natural habitat obviously yeah. when you you know you grow up in the united states you know you go to you see animals in a zoo we you go to the zoo yeah. yeah we go to the zoo you never really see them you know in their comfort zone and being able to experience that was something that i've never been able to experience in my life and it it really makes you understand a little bit more about animals and just being a little bit more appreciative of them and of nature honestly uh-huh you really do and just the people i absolutely loved the people out there they made me feel so good about myself they were How respectful so? They, I mean, one, they compliment you the entire time. Let's be serious. (laughs) I'm like, are you guys paid to do this? But they were not. They really were just genuine, authentic people. And we never encountered anyone that was rude or snobbish or, I mean, they were helpful and we asked for different directions or just recommendations of restaurants or different activities to do. They were always so helpful. They really overshared with us the entire experience from the hotels. To the different adventures. I mean, they gave us a lot of the history and the backgrounds of, you know, the different habitats we were at and what took place there. I mean, all in all, it was such an amazing experience and it inspired me to keep traveling. And it just makes you more open-minded. Yeah. It's so much out there to see that you would never see if you literally stay in the United States. You would never see some of this stuff. So keep traveling and I will continue to travel. (laughs) And I mean, one thing is I want to go back to Africa because again, we went to just South Africa. Right. I want to be able to, you know, travel to more places within Africa. Um, I think that it's going to, Pretty much open my mind up even more, just be a little bit more broad. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, I think that that was one of the best trips we've ever taken in life. Um,
0: have you done your uh, ancestry DNA?
1: I have not. That's on my list Come of things on. to do. I know. <laughs> I know. I think I, it's on my list of things to do, but we want to go to Nigeria next. Yeah, because Nigeria is like the fashion capital of Africa, yep. obviously, and a lot of you know big African designers are from Nigeria. Yep. So I definitely want to take a trip to Nigeria. That is on the list, but obviously it's very far from South Africa, which is why we didn't yeah. we wasn't able to do it when we went on our trip. But that is my next um, place I want to go to. I think that our second place, second favorite place I've ever been to is Bali. Okay. And if you ever been to Bali, if you watched the movie,
0: I have I just I've been there through your trip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you watched the movie Eat Pray
0: Love. Yes.
1: You will feel what Bali feels like through the movie. They depicted that well. No, they they really did. And I didn't I didn't really wow. understand. I was like, you know what I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna be doing yoga and gonna be all this tranquility and yes. it is everything that you think it is. It's not, like, when I watched the movie, I felt relaxed. I felt at peace. I felt happy. I felt fulfilled. And when I got there, I felt the exact same way times 10.
0: Wow. I,
1: I've never felt that way um, ever. I never, you You don't, it's a, the most stress-free place I've ever been. It really is a very stress-free place. And it makes you just sit down and just just be alone with yourself mm. and your thoughts mm-hmm. and your feelings and We went there for our honeymoon, so I could have just been high off love when we were there. But honestly, I don't. (laughs) I think it was a lot more. A lot of people that I spoke to who went there as well, they shared some of the same sentiments as me, as well as with me. And like, just I mean, the gardens that we went to. We went to the Hanging Gardens. It was just mountains and mountains of gardens,
0: and the views are absolutely breathtaking. I mean, it It looked like it. You guys had your where you stayed. Oh my gosh. That picture that you guys had that was um, at the pool, mm-hmm. but behind you was like, yeah, just like the beautiful Philly trees. Pool? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, like, they have monkeys. Is that the out real there. color? Yeah, no. Drew didn't like, no, like, it was like, like the... edited.
1: He didn't edit Yo, anything. That those, is... those
0: colors were beautiful. You know,
1: it is amazing. I mean, honestly, if you What's can. What's wrong travel... with the United States?
0: We kind of dim over here. Well, we don't, <laughs> in really <comparison>. have the...
1: <laughs> we don't have the real estate. We don't have any space to put any of this stuff, yeah. right? We're just, it's a bunch of buildings here, but. There is just nature. You could tell everything is is, is just it's just nature. It's not the man-made, people? it's not built. It's literally it's just, you know, it's just the earth how it is. Um the people were amazing. I mean, literally we got massages every day of our life. Yo. So you wake up and you have like a 90-minute massage to like this really soothing music. Right, think of like the spa music that just puts you in this zen. <gasps> I feel like I need a massage right no, now. that is exactly where the place it puts you in. They were so kind to us. Like we didn't really encounter a lot of like people who were really negative or harsh to us in on any trips. But I would honestly Good. say, Bali in Africa is two of the places that we've encountered the, the most pleasant people of our life. Nice. really
0: and truly. So, um. This next question, what I, first, is there anything that you feel that we didn't touch that you want want to share more of? Um, No, I feel like we shared everything from
1: okay. the journey of me having a career and going to grad school and my businesses now and being a wife and the mm. hardships of it all yeah. and still trying to travel and still trying to have a balance. I think that... The only thing that I probably didn't share, which people don't really realize, is that when you do all of these things at once, it really does take away from the amount of time you have to spend outside with your friends and your family. So that's something that I've learned now that i finished grad school. My business is launched, and, you know, it's kind of, you know, coasting doing its thing. I don't have to work as hard. I'm still working hard, don't get me wrong, but now – I could scale back just a little bit and dive into my family and my friends. And I think that that part is, that's the sacrifice you make. You may miss some friends' events. You may miss some family events. You know, I got a niece and a nephew, so it's important for me to watch them grow and watch their, you know, to go to, to attend their different birthdays and festivities. So that's the part I'm trying to get back into, being that. Because I know that, that's important to you. Yeah, it's yes. extremely important. Like my family and my friends means everything to me, so getting getting back into that that's the biggest sacrifice you make is that your time is limited and a lot of time it comes out of your family time or your time with your friends so you kind of got to find a balance i'm still trying to find a balance but that is something i would say try to you commit once a month to go visit your friends or to go have a a date with your girls commit to that i mean we try to do that now as friends and we do and the good thing is you know my my our business is with a lot of our friends so I, I spend a lot of time with them, but just based off the business. But right. have time with them outside of that. Don't really try to commingle that as time is friendship time and business time. It's not. It's yeah. very different. And that's the hardship of having a business. You kind of commingle it all together. Um, and it's hard because guess what? You'll have hardships in business that you can't, you don't want to filter through to your friendship, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what so, I was going to ask.
0: Like, is it easy? Uh, no, it's hard. With, with, it, with having a business with your friends.
1: I mean, it's it, we make it work, right. but it, it's it, fun. It, but it it's fun and make sometimes. it work, but it's challenging because you want to still have time with them outside of your business, and sometimes it literally it it blends in as one in one in itself where you feel like my friendship is a business relationship but it's not yeah. right you kind of have to force yourself to say hey these are different relationships have time outside of the business where you don't talk about business meetings you don't talk about customers you don't talk about products you don't talk about orders you don't talk about status yeah, you woosah. just talk about friendship <laughs> what's going on in your life what's going on in my life you know yeah. you need to have that balance yeah and that is something that we struggle with um, I don't say we. I struggle with um, <laughs> a lot, and I'm still trying to you know, balance the two. And now introducing a second company, I think it's going to be even harder for me to actually balance that, but it's something that I'm working on and just something you got to keep working on, just trying to balance the two. You, your friends are important. Your family is important. Your husband is important. Really try and truly to commit to spending time with them outside of
0: what's important to you. Yeah. So um, at this time... Let me think. No, I think I'm good. So in our community, mm-hmm. what do you think we need more of?
1: I think we need more black leaders, uh, female leaders. You don't really see a lot of us. I think a lot of times when I look and turn the TV on, I watch CNN, I watch the different politics. You go on Instagram, you go wherever, you don't see a lot of black female leaders or just minority leaders in general they don't have to be african-american but minority leaders people who set an example for other little girls to want to aspire to be to try to change the world in some way or some form of fashion i really do think that that's what we need more of black african-american leaders or just minority leaders in general but for me i'm a african-american female so i would love to see women of color and leadership so that i can i mean just an inspiration to me like michelle obama is one of my inspirations and like i have you just a, got that book right yeah i got her book <laughs> i got her book but come from my great friend and um i'm reading it now and it touches me so much like it speaks to me because i would never think that i had anything in common with michelle obama no, anything I, I didn't think so either just, i never would there's think so that. much yeah just literally reading about her you know her upbringing and being right. able to relate to, like, oh my God, like this was me. Very I remember relatable. days like this. You know, and I have a brother too. So, right, it, it just... actually,
0: you know, because we got our book the same day, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, I read that part about her and her brother, and I did think about you. Yeah, no, yeah. and
1: it, I mean, literally, when I read it, I'm like, wow, like this is Michelle Obama talking. You know, right? And you, you don't think these things because I mean, she was first and she's so chill
0: too. Like, she's yeah, like you said, relatable. Yeah. Relatable, she seemed so
1: authentic, which she didn't care about your opinion, she was going to tell her story. Yes. And that is what I love about her most. And she, I could say, is an African-American leader now that we can actually look up to. But this is me as an adult. I can look up to her. But where was those type of role models when we were little girls? Right. But I'm a, I'm, right. I'm glad that, like, my niece have her as a role model that she could look up to now. Um, but we need to she keep that going. Too. Of course she does. Yeah. But we need to keep that going. It <laughs> right. doesn't need to begin and end with Michelle Obama. We need other women like her. Right so yeah we're coming we better
0: (laughs) thank you so much for being on our show and being an inspiration to others
1: thank you i'm glad that i was able to come and share my story with you guys your first podcast i know it's exciting i get to share my journey with you guys i loved it thank you so much (laughs) thank you